T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining me now, Greenville attorney Rob Inario. Can you bring him up, Tim? Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Okay, wow. The It seems like the whole country is glued to this Murdoch thing, even people who don't even normally follow the news. Tell us about yesterday. Um, yesterday was... An interesting back and forth in a battle of experts. Um, the medical examiner was recalled to contradict the defense's medical examiner. Um, big part that came out of that was the state's medical examiner had the body. The defense's medical examiner had the records. So she'll have a little bit of a stronger edge with that. But in any case, when we're looking at a battle of the experts, a jury is going to hear two completely different opinions. They're going to have to decide who they believe is more credible, who did a more thorough job. So I'll give the slight edge to Dr. Reimer in that one. Uh, another big development is that the jury is going to Moselle this morning. You there? Hey, sorry about that technical difficulty. Um, so what can people um, expect today, Rob? Um, today, the jury is going to be going to Moselle. They'll be looking at the scene of the crime, so to speak, and I think that's very significant. Although it's rare for juries to visit the scene of a crime, the sheer magnitude of the place and some of the arguments being made that if Alex was asleep, he should have heard the gunshots. I think the jury is going to benefit from seeing the distances that are involved between where Maggie's phone may have been found, where the kennels were, where the house was. Um, the attorneys are not allowed to be interacting with the jury, but they are certainly going to be paying attention to the jury and looking to see what the jury's focusing in on. Uh, and then I believe after lunch, we're going to get into closing arguments, and that's going to be the most interesting part of the trial. That's where all the bits of evidence that have been brought out get strung together. And it may be overwhelming try to figure out all of the things that came through, but I think that both sides are going to pick the bits that are relevant to them and weave the better tale for the jury to decide from. And then the jury will go into deliberations, and we might get a quick verdict, but it could take several days as well, even weeks. Going to be interesting, like I said, to see how long it takes this jury to decide. That is so watched because it's often an indicator of how convinced or not convinced they are that the guy did or did not do it. Correct. Usually a quick verdict 
um, means guilty. Not always. I've gotten quick verdicts before for not guilty. But I think the jury is going to have a lot to digest with this. And some members of that jury may have points that they're not willing to budge on. I want to say more likely than not, we're going to see a hung jury. Um, but I think if we don't get a hung jury, it'd be guilty. And I think not guilty is the furthest of least likely of the options. Huh. Okay. Uh, let's that's, you know, that's absolutely fascinating because that was my next question to you. So you think the most likely is, is a, a hung jury. I can see that too. I can see one holdout who, I mean, if, it, if I was going to hold out on something, it would have to be the blood spatter testimony from, for me. Um, and, and how that sort of is part of that two shooter theory. Cause it is interesting that if Alex did it, and you're seeing the spatter of both bone, because his head, I mean, it, his head exploded. I mean, it was blown, blown off. That bone, it spatters. That bone and the pellets that, that Paul was hit with, they left indentations, you know, in the area in, in wood. Why mm-hmm. weren't they on Alex? That, for me, when I heard that, was the most compelling thing. I have that question. There may be a great answer for it. But nobody's presented one so far. I, I thought, for me, that was the biggest piece of doubt there to go, wow, maybe. So, Yeah, there's, a, there's been a lot of debate between the experts as to um, whether it was a close contact wound, meaning the shotgun was up to Paul's head, or whether it was three or four feet away. And I don't think that that really matters in regards to Alex's guilt or innocence but the details of it, such as Alex would have been covered in blood spatter or would have suffered from some pellets hitting him, I think that would be key. Um, and something that everybody seems to forget is that the two-shooter theory does not exclude Alex. I go through this sometimes with my DUI clients. They'll say that they crashed because they swerved to miss a deer. The state says they crashed because they were drunk. The two are not mutually exclusive. They could have crashed because they were drunk when they swerved to miss the deer. (laughs) Yeah, I see what you're saying. Perhaps there were two shooters. That doesn't mean that Alex wasn't one of them. Interesting. So, And then the question becomes, and like I said, for me, that just caused some doubt for me to go, is there something going on here? I don't don't know. Going to be interesting to see what they do. What else do we need to look for today, Robin Aro, in the next couple of days? Um, I think that the state's biggest points that they have for them, they're going to be focusing in on the timeline. The timeline is just too perfect for it to have been anybody but Alex. And that's really the strongest thing that they have. The defense is going to be focusing on there was a shoddy investigation that evidence could have been lost. They focused in on Alex right away instead of going uh, and trying to look for anybody else that it could be. So it's going to be an argument of too perfect of a timeline versus too shoddy of an investigation. Hmm. So, um, and I know earlier you you put them in order. If you had to pick one, which do you think the jury comes back with? I'm going to say hung jury. Um, It's always tough to tell, though, but any, any good trial lawyer, will get out all of the evidence that they need through the direct examination and the cross-examinations. And that's sort of like a cooking competition. Everybody's going to get the same ingredients, and at the end it comes down to who makes the best pie with those ingredients. 
And Dick Harpootlian is a very, very good trial lawyer, and I think he's going to weave together all of those pieces to show that it could very well have been anybody else and that it couldn't have been Alex, or at least if it couldn't have been Alex, they certainly can't say beyond a reasonable doubt that it was Alex. And I think that Creighton's going to have to go with the timeline and the GPS data because those are the two strongest things that the state has going for them. So if there was a hung jury, Robin Ario, then what happens? They try him again? Um, tough to say. Uh, generally, yes, uh, a hung jury could result in another trial, but this has been a five-week trial. The state has spent massive amounts of money on this trial. Um, next time, everybody's going to be a little more prepared. I think if it's a hung jury, I don't believe they're going to bring back the charges. I think they're just going to focus on the financial crimes and see to it that he spends life in prison, be it for financial crimes or murder, but the end result's going to be the same. So I don't think we'll see a retrial if we end up with a hung jury. Yeah, I was going to say I'd be surprised if they did that, too. They don't want to lose twice um, when they've, you know, they're going to have to spend a lot of money, as you said, just coming after him for all of these other crimes. When all the while they are cutting plea deals on other cases um, because of the time and money they've spent on on this one. I mean, if every time you see a trial, it means because there's limited resources that a prosecutor is going to have to plea down uh, crimes. Some of them are serious sometimes. Um, in order mm-hmm. to free up the, you know, the the, the funds to, to do it, I would be opposed to another trial if it's a hung jury. I mean, they're going to, it's it's open and shut on the fraud. I mean, my gosh, his law partners fired him from the firm that his grandfather started uh, for the fraud. And I'm sure they'll be more than happy to help prosecutors get whatever they need to put this guy away. I think the fraud cases will be incredibly easy because, Alex was questioned under oath on the stand and admitted to, I don't know if he admitted to every single case, but he admitted to a significant number of them. Yeah. So I don't think there would be a trial on that. I think they would probably cut some sort of a plea deal that allows Alex to spend a few years in prison and, you know, get out when he's too old to do anything else. Are you by chance, Robin Ario, and I know you're so busy and you've got your own trial going on right now. Um, By the way, Rob is a, Attorney here in Greenville, so if you need a good attorney, you can call Rob. Um, but um, I've been watching the Netflix series on this, and it is absolutely riveting. I thought I knew everything about it, but I but I don't. Um, do you see some of the old investigations um, being pursued here? I mean, um, in in one of them, and it was remarkable to listen to all of the calls that law enforcement agencies got, local and state, telling them to investigate Buster Murdoch for um, after the body of Stephen Smith was found in the middle of the road. I mean, it's just tape after tape after tape, tipster after tipster after tipster. And then we find out, Rob, shockingly, no one even questioned Buster. It's like these people are Clintons or something. Um, do, can you see just public opinion, um, maybe that, per, that, I know they've reopened the case of the Stephen Smith you know, situation, the body. Can you see that being pursued now? Um, SLED is still sitting on a couple pieces of evidence they not have announced, but when they went to Moselle the first time, they found something that made him reopen the investigation, and I don't know what that evidence is, but after the way this trial has gone, I don't think they're going to bring any charges in that unless they do have a clear smoking gun, because the last thing the state wants to do is take another Murdoch to trial on a circumstantial evidence case, lose, 
that bolsters the family reputation as being invincible and it makes the state look incompetent. So I don't think we're going to see anything coming of Stephen Smith unless we get very, very hard, concrete evidence indicating that Buster or whoever the killer was, was indeed the killer. Okay, yeah, because there's been a lot of swirl around Buster. I was almost wondering if that would be the next Murdoch trial that we would see. Uh, But you think no. Okay, Robin Ario, I know um, you got to get ready for your trial show. Uh, Thank you for joining us this morning on 106.3 WORD. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The staggering size of the increasing lawlessness in this country is actually quantified by the National Retail Security Survey. This idea in Democrat areas that really was first pushed by Black Lives Matter in the New York Times that property crime is not crime. Theft is not crime. The only kind of crime we can count is if somebody actually gets hurt, and then it doesn't count if it's a conservative. Because they're not real people. That's how left things. And you remember this. The New York Times literally making that argument. Sending their reporters out to go make that argument. You know, it's just, you know, a, a property crime. It's just protest. 
And besides the insurance companies, they'll pay for it. Well, they don't always pay for it. It doesn't work that way. But this is a thing on the left. And you saw sort of the zenith of this from the San Francisco Chronicle last year when they uh, actually did a piece questioning whether it was moral for people to call and report burglaries or that they should just let them take the stuff. Because, look, I mean, you have the stuff. They don't have the stuff. That's not fair. People shouldn't be allowed to, you know, to own property anyway because these people are Marxists, okay? And if you look at how that question was handled in the USSR, uh, Ayn Rand's book, We the Living, is uh, the closest to, the, to an autobiography of her time living under Soviet rule. Ayn Rand would ever write, and it's shocking what they did. There was no property. So if you were a middle-class family like hers, they were upper middle class. After the Russian Revolution, the communists took over. They would just move people into your house, people you did not know. You got to keep one bedroom. Another family would get another bedroom. Might be a homeless thug, drug abuser, uh, rapist, whatever. He'd be moved into your house. You were afraid to go to the bathroom, which you had to share. And you didn't dare to complain to the government because that would be an indicator you were not, um, you know, sufficiently excited about the property sharing plan. This is how the left thinks. This is what this is about. Our side still doesn't understand the mentality. We need to we need to catch up quick. Oh, they're tolerant of crime. No, 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 no. That's not what this is. Yeah, they are tolerant of crime. But that's not the driver. The driver is the idea there should be no private property, and thus every theft is a protest and a moral one and an appropriate one because if that guy needed one and didn't have one and you have one, something's wrong there and you should examine yourself. You should check yourself. Listen to this. Listen to what they have stolen. 94.5 million would be staggering. No, it's billion. In losses in 2021, up from 90.8 billion in 2020 when the escalation began. That was up from less than 50. So this is almost doubled in two years. This is the absolute moral degradation and decay brought about by depolicing, but also this idea supported by the mainstream media that theft is okay, theft is moral. Theft is just a readjustment, a redistribution. They believe this. It is an absolutely vile doctrine, and it has to be countered by us and us going, ah, they tolerate crime. That's not going to cut it, y'all. That's not what they're doing. It is so far beyond that. That is why you don't, you cannot catch them saying we need more police. We need more policing. We need more you know, sentences, that, that, is, that is immoral because what theft, theft is is redistribution. Listen to this. Where is it coming from? The post-American territories where the justice system is not recognizably American anymore. They are geographical, geographically American territories. They are not culturally American. I've been trying to get people to understand this. 78, I'm sorry, 70.8% of survey respondents, and their respondents were major retailers, Target, you know, Walmart, stores, everything from mom-and-pop retail, right? 70.8% of survey respondents reported increases in organized retail crime in areas where felony thresholds 
um, have increased. So what does that mean? Well, like in you know California, you get the first the first nine hundred dollars uh, per individual theft is free. So if you don't want to steal a TV worth nine fifty, you might get prosecuted. But under nine, you just go get yourself a TV. So you just keep coming back and forth. Take the TV. Um, since there's no bond in some of these places, that can't even slow you down. You just go back that afternoon. And, and and they're making this, look, we've always had shoplifting. That is not new, okay? What is new is something called ORC. You ever hear of ORC before the last two years? Organized retail crime. More than double. I mean, can you imagine what $94.5 billion worth of stuff looks like? That's not the shoplifting number. That's the organized retail crime number and it it is beginning to affect things like the stock market that's how much they've stolen after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. a conspiracy theory going around that the coronavirus originated and was perhaps man-made inside a lab in China. And then there's this theory, widely debunked, this paper from two Chinese researchers that says it is plausible that the virus leaked accidentally from one of two labs near the Wuhan seafood market. This question about the Wuhan lab, we know that it's been debunked that this virus was man-made or modified or anything like that. Just weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci rejected the conspiracy that coronavirus was man-made in a lab in Wuhan, China. And yet this week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. Both scientists and the U.S. intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. But there is also no reason to believe any of these conspiracy theories that it was leaked from the lab in Wuhan, whether intentionally or otherwise. You know, it's been a remarkable six months. Because every major conspiracy that the media called a conspiracy has been debunked. And the things they told us were real turned out to not be true. Hunter's laptop, really his. Shocking, isn't it? Russia collusion, didn't happen. How about Russia election interference? Nope, none of that either. I mean, come on, give me some Russian bots. There's no Russian bots? No. Weird. 
Washington Post did a whole series on how there were Russian bots. We now know there weren't any because we have the Twitter files. They went desperately looking for the Russian bots. The Washington Post was reporting we're all over Twitter, and they just weren't. Censors at Twitter tried to find them. There weren't any. They made it all up. Masks work. Couldn't say that. Got that one wrong. Lockdowns work. Oh, no, they didn't. In fact, they never did. Dr. Deborah Burks admitted she just made up the whole concept. Because she was determined to keep the country shut down. Because she saw a YouTube video of some people dropping dead on the street in China and just thought the country should be shut down. What a dingling. It was never settled science. Every one of these big media stories of the last five years, it's like they go off like fireworks. They're all fake. In fact, if it's a big story and it has political implications with the mainstream media, you should now assume it's fake. Especially if they say conspiracy theorists are wrong. That means they're right. Why is the government now admitting that it likely came out of the Wuhan lab? I don't know. Let's ask the guy who made it. This is driving me nuts, y'all. I mean, literally plum nuts. They're acting like, well, we don't know. It's all very, even Brett Bear, so very confusing, Director Rich. We just will never know. We can know. Because the people who made COVID want to tell us all about it including Dr. Andrew Huff. Where could we find him? Hmm. Oh, I know. He's on. He was on Jesse Waters the other day trying to tell us. Yeah, me. Hey, I'm the whistleblower. I'm the one. I handled the money for the Pentagon. Why is this being released now? Because it's coming out. And it, 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 if it is, it is an old political tactic that if you break the news about what you did, i.e. our federal government breaking the news about making COVID in partnership with the Chinese, which they did, it's not as bad. It doesn't have the sting factor. Because the Chinese are being accused of this, and Dr. Huff's book isn't going away. People know. And that's why Dr. Huff says this is being released now. The reason why they're, they're putting out this report is that everyone in the world is starting to figure out what the truth is. They can't keep this bottled up. My book is having a huge impact. And the one thing I wanted to announce tonight on the show is I've been actually received several different movie offers, Hollywood movie offers. And I'm working with it now with a team of filmmakers and producers to adapt my movie into a book. And millions of people are going to see it. He actually means adapt my book into a movie. But yeah, but he's not the only one out there. I mean, we have so much stuff um, on this. So what is Dr. Huff trying to tell us happened? Somebody needs to listen closely to him, seeing as he's the guy who moved the money for the Pentagon and Anthony Fauci you know, oversaw the work. And he says, yeah, we created a bunch of COVID viruses, including COVID-19 in the Wuhan lab. What do you want to know about it? I'm a whistleblower now. Simon Schuster, Schuster published his book, right? What does he want us to know? Listen to this. That the federal government partnered with the drug companies to create this. His, his uh, monologue that he did, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies paired up with the government. And the, the government also simultaneously created a psychological operation to drive fear into people and also created financial incentives or disincentives for people to get the jab. No, we know that's true. I mean, CNN wrote it a couple weeks ago. All those COVID deaths, yeah, they were fake. 90% of them were fake. 
says Dr. Leanna Wen, their chief commentator. Yeah, they created a special coding system only for COVID to code deaths that weren't COVID as COVID. Like if you died in an auto accident, not me, CNN, take it up with them. That a psyop? Oh, heck yeah, it is. To scare you. What was COVID, Dr. Huff? Well, we can never know. Actually, we can because he made it. Oh, it's a bioweapon. You know, that makes sense because in the media before COVID, our international media regularly referred to the Wuhan lab, not as a lab where they're doing some good things, trying to stop viruses. No, no, no. It was a Chinese military bioweapons lab. The world knows it. So we're funding stuff in a Chinese military bioweapons lab in partnership with our worst partner on earth. What is that? Say it with me. Treason. It's treason when the Pentagon does it. So tell us, Dr. Huff, were they just trying to save people by, you know, making viruses deadly and catchy, see what they do so they could develop the cure? Uh, Or were they building a bioweapon? He's like, oh, yeah, we were building a bioweapon. So the premise is that you're going to do this gain-of-function work to evolve the virus maybe one or two steps ahead in the evolutionary timeline so you can get ahead of the natural evolution. And this is actually what they were talking about on the Project Veritas tapes. Now, the problem is what actually has happened in reality is that they evolved the SARS coronavirus 150,000, 200,000 years in the future with species that would never come into contact with each other naturally in the environment and with infectious agents that probably wouldn't be swapped between those species. They actually selected genetic characteristics to make the, the, the virus itself more infective. If only we could know what they did there. Anybody got any ideas who we could ask? How about this guy? And wait till you hear what else he said. This is where it gets done. The media is pretending. They're pretending this guy's not out there. Simon and Schuster didn't publish his book. They're pretending so many things right now. But I'm playing this for you so you can see where this story is going to go in the coming year. And it's going to blow your mind. So many people in our WRD listening family, I, I just get the eye roll when I talk uh, about the transgender movement. Why are you talking about that? That's not a lot of people. That's just, you know, that's just a few people. Why do you keep giving that air? Don't talk about, I'm telling you, you folks don't understand the extent of it and the power of it. Here's a good indicator, though. New study, uh, one of the largest done, over 10,000 people. And it found that 20% of Gen Zers identify as LGBTQ. Let that sink in. A Pew study back in March found that fully 41% of women in that generation consider themselves LGBTQ, 41%. And I did a show going, Who, who's your son's going to marry? Because, like, I don't know how that's going to work out. This propaganda is powerful. And you want to know how you know it's propaganda? 
Like, there's always been kids born who've, who've been gay. That's not new. It's time immemorial. That's not what's changed. The sheer numbers. And it's just in part of one generation. That's what's so nuts. Um, that's what's that's what's so nuts. Uh, and and what they have found is that um, in the later part of Gen, I should say the older part of Gen Z, those born first, the numbers are lower. They go up each year as you get younger and younger within Gen Z in the percentage of people who identify as LGBTQ. What does that mean? It's fake. It's a result of propaganda. The whole generation would be consistent from year to year if it weren't the case. Ditto um, with uh, Gen Y. But with each year they were born, as they get older and older, you know, it, as we go back, you know, further, the percentage goes down. So your likelihood of identifying as gay goes up depending on how recently you were born. Why? That's how recently you were in school. This propaganda is thick. It's everywhere in school. Parents do not understand. Schools are not like when we went, not even close. In 2012, when Gallup began measuring LGBTQ identification, about 3.5% of all adults self-identified as lesbian, gay, and bisexual, and transgender. Um, now, it's 8%. But the staggering numbers are with Gen Z. Nearly 20% of Gen Z identified as LGBTQ. The rate decreases, they write, as age group increases. Within Gen Z... There's no way. There's no way. It's 11.2% among adults born between 1981 and 1996, but only 3.3% of Gen X adults, which is what it's been for decades. I'm telling parents, our site does not understand the, the, the power of this propaganda, and it's growing. It's growing. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.